0: From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on February 2nd, 2024, from my Dodge Durango in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Yes, I can't stop recording in vehicles. It's my thing. It does not have a Hemi, but it does have some state tags. So watch out, we be speeding down the highway. Okay, well, that basically good in this episode, we look at the latest moves in the Statehouse with pressing bills dealing with clamping down on social media and pornography while making it easier to carry a gun. Friends of the pod, Mayan Schechter and Jeffrey Collins catch us up. It's the Democratic first and the nation primary today, February 3rd, and we continue our coverage on that and look at the latest voter registration data with Scott Morgan. We also pop back on the Republican presidential campaign trail with former Governor Nikki Haley. <laughs> And a programming note, if you are listening early on Saturday, I'm sending you my assassination coordinates for my 45-minute long C-SPAN appearance that will focus primarily on podcasts. Wow. In which I will take viewer calls from 9.15 to 10 a.m. on Saturday. If you missed it, well, I live on C-SPAN forever now, so you can find it by searching their website. And if you don't call in there, give us a shout in our voicemail box, 803-563-7169. We've been getting a lot of interesting calls lately that we probably can't air due to the conspiracy theories and the rants, but we wanna know what's on your mind. Give us a shout, we do uh, use our own discretion as to which calls we do air on the podcast, both for factual and for our own sanity purposes. 803-563-7169, we want to hear from you. And if you don't want to leave us a voicemail, you can always help us out by filling out our survey at southcarolinapublicradio.org slash lead survey. I wanna start off our politics section with the latest movements in the State House. We saw some big legislation passing the House, including the state clamping down on social media and pornography access. Live free or die, am I right? Oh, I'm not in New Hampshire. I thought because I was in a car recording. Oh, well, no, Never mind. live free or die uh, another time. Uh, but over in the Senate, Senate Republicans made it easier to carry a gun. After long days of Senate debate, that bill goes back to the House now. To catch you up and me up on the latest, our friend of the pod and show insurrectionist Mylon Schechter, this is not her podcast, with South Carolina Public Radio, and the Associated Press's Jeffrey Collins, two of our statehouse favorites, and I spoke with them on the brand new This Week in South Carolina set. You can hear the difference, but you have to watch it to see it, and I opened by asking Jeffrey about the gun bill. Now, mind you, we taped this Thursday morning before the bill passed the Senate later that day.
1: The Senate has now changed the House bill that came over to him. So there was a compromise that came up about 11.45 on a Wednesday night. And the compromise essentially would create a system where people could get free training to get a CWP, a concealed weapons permit and cost roughly, Shane Massey's estimating, Senator Shane Massey, 4 to $5 million, although they didn't get like a true, like normal like financial impact statement. Mm-hmm. And what that would allow is people could go and get training, but that being said, you don't have to get the training. It's open carry of guns. If you're legally allowed to carry a weapon, you can carry a weapon, you can carry it in the open, you can carry it wherever you'd like to carry it. And so what the compromise does too is it adds, the stick part of it is if you do, if you are open carrying and you carry a weapon and somewhere you're not supposed to, somewhere that weapons are prohibited, there'd be an extra penalty on top. So the thought is we're trying to encourage people to go get that training so they could learn you know, how to properly use a weapon, the laws around that kind of thing and everything, kind of a, a CWP, concealed weapons permit light kind of program. Yeah. But essentially what it comes down to is this is going to allow people to open carry guns, there also is the provision that the governor has been pushing for very hard that that uh, increases penalties, state penalties, if a felon is carrying a gun or someone that isn't supposed to carry a gun is carrying a gun when they commit a crime, and mm-hmm. that's that's been a big part of this. That's what the governor says he'll take, he'll sign that, whatever you attach it to. So and is
0: that still part of the bill? You said or that is, is still
1: part of the, the okay. bill. Okay. So yes.
0: that's kind of a big way of getting that through, and also getting law enforcement somewhat on board with this because they're a little touchy about this bill. Right. This bill, law enforcement is not particularly, well, not
1: all law enforcement, but a lot of them are not particularly happy because situations where, you know, you show up somewhere and and several people have a gun and they have to quickly assess who's a threat and who's not. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden, it allows things to escalate a lot more quickly because people may have guns in their possession that they wouldn't have before. So, but part of the deal was law enforcement said, if you can give us those extra penalties, then okay, we'll be okay with
0: it. Yeah, because right now in South Carolina, they passed that constitutional carry with training That open carry with training essentially so you have to get your cwp training but you can still carry openly now we're trying to go beyond that
1: right there won't be any anyone that can legally own a weapon can carry it without training Mm -hmm. if the bill passes yeah
0: a little worrisome
1: there but we'll see where it goes because now it has to go back to the house at this point right and the house has i mean you know we'll see it just came up very recently so i don't know where the where that people in the house stand but it does it does give uh, that that Penalty may give people some pause, mm. especially people that think there should be the least amount of limits on on you know your Second Amendment rights as possible. It'll be an interesting uh, debate in the House.
0: So not a poison pill, but definitely some way of maybe pausing this debate a little bit longer in well, the conference cer- committee. certainly doesn't give the House what they want, so it certainly <laughs> gives an, an opportunity for there to be some argument and debate. I'd love to see that House and Senate working together in such a way. my on speak of the House, this week I kept hearing the phrase Florida legislation, or this is similar to the bill that we saw in Florida. I mean, I know Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is no longer in the 2024 race, but we have been seeing a lot of uh, legislation that mirrors a lot of things that happened down in Florida. But this week we we're talking about uh, social media and then also pornography access. Um, so what's going on here? What, where, what do those bills do and where'd they go?
2: Yeah, so first on those two bills, in large part, what they do is they're aiming to limit minors' access exposure to pornography to social media, in particular the latter without parental permission. Mm -hmm. Those bills, while there was some degree of debate on the floor, both passed almost unanimously with the exception of Democrat Justin Bamberg. He opposed both both of those pieces of legislation. But you're right in that uh, there was a lot of conversation about Florida on the floor. Florida actually passed, Florida's house actually passed nearly identical legislation uh, just last week. You know, stepping back for a moment, copycat bills are very routine, as both of y'all know, in in the South Carolina State House and across legislatures all the time, especially when it comes to some of these hot topics, socially conservative issues, perhaps. We see identical bills being flooded in every single legislature across the state, South Carolina being no exception. Mm -hmm. On top of the fact that Florida's House also passed this, obviously, as you mentioned, Governor Ron DeSantis, when he was running for president, would often talk about all these conservative accomplishments that the legislature had passed. And so there was obviously a, a large uh, cohort of, of legislators in South Carolina big Ron DeSantis fans Mm -hmm. who would routinely say, well, if Florida's legislature can pass this, we are also a red state, we are also a red legislature, why can't we pass this legislation? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we always talk about the fact that no one wants to be Florida, but this has (laughs) been an interesting time where Lawmakers want some of that yeah. Florida legislation to spill over into the South Carolina legislature as well. So it'll be also interesting, similar to this gun bill, where that goes. I mean, even talking to some lawmakers, it's 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 difficult to prohibit entirely minors from having access to things like social media accounts and even pornography. Um so it'll be an interesting debate in the Senate if it even gets that far. Yeah,
0: because we have until May, and then of course after that everything's dead. But yeah, and then we this also came on the heels of the gender-affirming care bill that went through the House too, and that was with DeSantis coming through the State House at the same time, so uh, a lot going on. And as the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee just had all the heads of those social media companies before them for a hearing as well.
2: Right, and and it's worth saying that um, Representative Brandon Guffey, whose son uh, died by suicide at age 17 um, after being a uh, um, sextortion, sextortion yeah. yeah, last year, um, was was up on the Hill, met with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, was standing in back of Mark Zuckerberg, sitting behind those other execs when um, Mark Zuckerberg was asked to stand up and turn around and basically apologize. Mm-hmm. So he he was there as well.
0: We also spoke about the presidential primaries that are running right through our state this month. We're special. You may have just heard Mayan on Up First and our other friend of the pod, Meg Kennard, on Here and Now on Friday. Your people are everywhere, folks. But I also want to include what Mayan said on Twisk about the Dem primary.
2: So as you mentioned, a year ago, the Democratic National Committee voted to make South Carolina first, the DNC obviously led by South Carolina's very own Jamie Harrison. The move was backed by President Joe Biden, um, in part because of the state's diverse electorate who votes in the Democratic Party primary. Roughly two-thirds of the Democratic Party voting bloc here are African-Americans, and obviously that electorate, as you know, coming from Iowa and also coming from New Hampshire, is not exactly the same in those two early voting states. And so we tend to be a better indicator of where black voters will land. And that's helpful, obviously, in Super Tuesday states that are typically a little bit more diverse. But but yeah, so we've we've seen a heavy, a heavy presence in mm-hmm. over the past uh, month or so or past few weeks from President Biden himself, Vice President Kamala Harris, her husband, First Lady Jill Biden. We've had governors here. We've had former governors here. Everybody in the Democratic Party has come to South Carolina, including, obviously, we have our very own a prominent Democrat, Jim Clyburn, stumping for President Biden. There's there's two pieces of that. One, they want to energize black voters, right? They want to show the, 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 the state, the, the nation, pundits, whoever, that these narratives about Black black voter concerns aren't all of to snuff. That mm-hmm. that really people are motivated, energized here to back President Biden. The other part is they also want to prove to all these other states, probably particularly New Hampshire Democrats, that we deserve to be first. South Carolina deserves to be the first state because look back four years ago, Joe Biden lost Iowa. Joe Biden lost New Hampshire. He got to South Carolina. He got Jim Clyburn's endorsement, and bam, it propelled him through the Super Tuesday states, into the nomination, into the presidency. Mm-hmm. And so certainly I think that there's going to be an even greater push that after after the Saturday, look, see, this is what we can do. And that's why we deserve to ha- continue going first.
0: There's so much more to the interview that you can find on YouTube.com slash South Carolina ETV. And you can always catch Twisk Friday nights at 730 and Sunday afternoons at 130 p.m. Speaking of Sunday, and before I forget, two South Carolinians will be on the Sunday shows. February 4th, Congressman Jim Clyburn will be on CNN's State of the Union, and Senator Lindsey Graham will be on Fox News Sunday. We always got someone on a Sunday show. Again, if you're listening on the day this pod drops, February 3rd, then happy Democratic Presidential Primary Day, even if you don't celebrate, or even if you're not voting or not registered to vote. Wait a minute. No, no. I don't care who you vote for, but if you're not registered to vote, what's going on? call us, defend yourself, try, you can try to defend yourself. Um, Also, why are you listening to this podcast? (laughs) Maybe I can change you. But yes, it is the Democratic presidential primary. And once again, we are already declaring incumbent President Joe Biden, leader of the Democratic Party, the winner of the primary today. Now, we're not making this up. We're not in the DNC's pocket or any number of theories. Folks have been throwing my way in emails or comments this week after we titled Tuesday's pod Biden wins SC primary. You sure about that? To which we say, who else was going to win the primary, folks? Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips, who lost to Biden in New Hampshire, where voters wrote him in in record numbers last month because he wasn't even on the ballot. Or perhaps Marianne Williamson, who I think might have dropped out. I don't know. The entire point of this primary was a thank you to South Carolina from Biden and the DNC for delivering him the critical win back in 2020 after he lost Iowa and New Hampshire and then South Carolina delivered big for him. We're talking 49% to Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' 20% second-place finish. That decisive victory reinvigorated Biden's campaign and helped propel him to the nomination and then the White House. But of course, South Carolina goes solidly red in general elections. Like in 2020, when then-President Donald Trump won 55% of the vote to Biden's 43%. That year, about 1.1 million Democrats voted to the 1.4 million Republicans. Compare that to the governor's race in 2022, when Governor Henry McMaster won with 989,000 votes to former Congressman Joe Cunningham's 693,000. That was an 18-point margin, folks. So, again, reinforcing the fact that we are solidly Republican here. But like these elections, we will be looking at the turnout from the Democratic primary. We already know that the number of registered voters is down from 3.38 million in 2022 to 3.25 million as of Wednesday. South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan has this quick report on voter registration data. And do remember that we don't register by party in this state, so we won't be parsing any voter trends until we get final vote numbers after polls close Saturday at 7. Anyway, here is Scott.
3: The South Carolina Election Commission released the latest voter registration totals on Wednesday. This year's 3.2 million registered voters in the state is 168,000 voters lower than a year ago. And while totals for women and men dropped at roughly the same rate, the number of women registered in South Carolina still exceeds the number of men registered. That's true in every county. It's also true across every racial demographic category, except for voters whose race is unknown. The biggest gulf between men and women was among white voters, where women outnumber men by 162,000, with the largest age gap among the 65 and older set. Black women outnumbered black men by nearly the same total, with most of that gap among voters between 25 and 64.
0: Thank you, Scott. Now let's stick with the presidential campaign trail and look at the Republicans again. Ah! Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley started her week off in Conway with some 650 folks at a rally, following a rally the day before in Malden with some 1,500 people. Those are towns in major, red-hot Republican counties, Horry and Greenville, some solid Trump country, if you will. But that doesn't mean there aren't Haley supporters there. See crowd numbers. I was there in Conway where Haley dedicated a significant part of her opening remarks to hitting Trump and baiting him.
4: And so he said, I can do a mental competency test and I'll challenge her to a mental competency test and I'll beat her. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't, but if he's willing to do that, don't you think it's high time he get on a debate stage and debate me? Don't you think it's time he man up and explain why he spent Rose debt more than any other president, $8 trillion in four years? Don't you think it's time that he said why he proposed a 25 cent per gallon increase in gas on all of us when he was president? Don't you think it's time that he answered why he praised China's President Xi a dozen times after China gave the world COVID? Don't you think it's time that we ask him why he praised Hezbollah after they did that horrific killings on October 7th? America deserves answers, and Donald Trump won't give them to you. So we're going to keep asking him to get on a debate stage, and I think that we need to continue to tell him that he's got to talk to the American people. Because you can't hide behind a camera. You can't hide behind the teleprompter at his rallies. He really needs to come face to face. Man up, Donald. I know you can do it. Let's get it done.
0: She also called out those elected officials supporting Trump, including those from South Carolina, like Senators Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott.
4: We need to go into a different direction. We don't need to have the same D.C. stuff. We need to go with something new. Then we go and see and think about it. He's got South Carolina elected officials all around him. And so the press asked me, well, what do you think about the fact that you're that Your governor in South Carolina came and stood behind, you know, Donald Trump with all the other South Carolina elected officials. And I said, I'm sorry, do you mean the one I defeated when I ran for governor? Do you mean the Speaker of the House and those elected officials that I forced to have to show their votes on the record? when they were trying to hide behind voice votes? Do you mean that same political group that I forced to pass ethics reform and made them show where their income comes from? The same group that I banned half a billion dollars worth of pet projects that they were upset about, that group? You can have them, I don't want them. You're going to sit there and have Lindsey Graham stand up next to you, and we're supposed to say, oh, that's what we need to be doing? (laughs) And I'm just going to let the one on Tim Scott go. That's up to y'all. I'm not going to say anything about it. We have to live with our decisions.
0: Following the event, Haley was off to fundraisers in New York and Florida for the first few days of the week part of several big-dollar fundraising swings that she's doing as she works to replenish the war chest following Iowa and New Hampshire and as she gears up for Super Tuesday in March. Her campaign operation has maintained disciplined use of funds throughout the campaign, like not using private jets extensively or fancy hotels or steakhouse dinners. But Haley started this year with $14.6 million in the bank, and since last week, she's raised more than $6.5 million, much of that thanks to Trump's, quote, temper tantrums, As she calls them. But the money, while critical to political survival, has yet to translate into greater poll numbers for the former South Carolina governor in her home state. In fact, a Washington Post-Monmouth University poll conducted between January 26th and the 30th of 815 potential South Carolina Republican voters found Trump sweeping support in all key demographics, such as men, women, white evangelicals, and voters without a college degree. Trump splits the vote with Haley among voters who are not white evangelicals and college graduates. The poll puts the margin between the two of them at 26 points. So again, that is how big the hill is that she has to climb, 26 points there. It is very much Donald Trump country in South Carolina, as we have said. On Thursday, Haley kicked off a four-stop, three-day swing starting in Columbia, which is where I asked her what victory looks like for her, and she told me this.
4: I think make it, making sure it's a competitive race, making sure that it looks close. If we do that, that'll head us on into Michigan and Super Tuesday, and that's what we're looking for.
0: She continues to tout her electability in the general election. In fact, fresh polling of a hypothetical matchup of her and President Joe Biden consistently show her trouncing him. And like we always say on this podcast, primaries and their voters are different than general election voters. But Haley was asked about her appeal to Republicans, moderates, independents, and Democrats. and She had this to say.
4: Anytime I do a rally, anytime I do an event, we don't ask someone at the door if they're a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. What we say is, do you want something different in our country? I'm gonna continue doing that. If we get Republicans, that's what I'm shooting for, I welcome that. If we get Independents, I welcome that. If we get Republican, if we get Reagan Democrats that want to come in, I'm gonna take it. This is about the fact that we need to make the choices. You can have two 80-year-olds running for president, which 70% of the country doesn't want, or you can say in a primary, in a general, you're given a choice. In a primary, you make the choice. If they wanna make the choice, I'm trying to earn everybody's vote. That's the problem with the Republican Party, is they've pushed people away. They've told people, if you're not like us, you don't get to be with us. That's why they've lost seven out of eight of the popular votes for president. We should want to win everybody. This is about getting the majority of Americans.
0: We should note that Haley was campaigning in the Democratic stronghold of Richland County, one of 13 counties Trump did not win in the 2020 general election. Richland and Charleston were the only two counties not to go for Trump in the 2016 primary. Both instead went for Florida Senator Marco Rubio, who Haley had endorsed, but Rubio has endorsed Trump this cycle. Politics, folks. Now, after Columbia on Thursday, Haley held a meet and greet with folks in Hilton Head, that's Beaufort County, think white collar transplants, and she also held a rally in Lancaster Friday. And there's a rally planned for Daniel Island in Charleston on Sunday evening. I'll be there, we'll recap it. Thank you. While Haley has been fundraising and crisscrossing the state, Trump has been in court more days than he's visited South Carolina this year. So far, zero events. And was recently ordered to pay $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. This verdict out of New York comes after his super PAC spent $50 million on legal fees last year alone. While a handful of Trump campaign events are expected this month and dates are being finalized, his team organized multiple events, with surrogates holding press conferences bashing Haley this past week but I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that we really don't cover surrogate stuff here. Real candidates, please apply. Interesting. Now, one of those slamming Haley is Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who we have previously mentioned that Haley endorsed her and fundraised for her, even cut an ad when she was running in 2022. Well, Mace following suit like Marco Rubio is endorsing Trump this cycle. Meanwhile, don't expect Haley to come help her out as she faces two primary challengers, including Dan Hanlon, her former chief of staff, Loyalty really isn't in the Mace lexicon. And former 2018 gubernatorial candidate and DHEC head Catherine Templeton. Needless to say, the SCO one primary is going to be something. You can use your own adjective here. I won't hold it against you, but we'll definitely be trying to organize a debate ahead of the June primary. And just a point of clarification on same-sex marriage in South Carolina from our previous pod. Same-sex marriage became legal on November 20th, 2014, before the sweeping Supreme Court decision the following June. So yes, this year will mark a decade since same-sex couples became able to marry in the state. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're glad you're here, AT. I'm glad I'm back in a car. I hate that you're not here with me. (laughs) <laughs> but that's them's the brakes. At Shire, producer of the lead the, podcast. Is that is that a car joke? Is that are you? Are oh, you, I you mean, break? I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, no car joke, pun intended. <laughs> I hate when no pun intended. Please, everyone intends the pun. Like, give me a break. You intended it. You, know, you intended. That's it. That's like saying I don't. I don't mean to offend you with this question. I hope I don't offend you with this question. Well, I can already tell you, you're gonna offend me with yeah, this question. You're gonna,
3: you're gonna say something very rude. How after about you that? just yeah. don't
0: say it. <laughs> no, to, I don't want to offend you. I don't think I should say. It. Okay, then why'd you even say it? To be honest, what were you not being honest in the first place? All these little yeah. things, all these crutches. I'm a that noted people liar. Use. Yes. Well, honestly, to be honest, to be frank, like, ugh. I mean, I'm one <laughs> with my with my verbal. You know my my crutches and such idiosyncrasies. I, probably, I think my biggest one is like you know you know like I just in, that just subconsciously now, seeps I'll in. No, I'll tell you I can tell everyone no, I can tell you here this. what your
3: biggest one is. <laughs> yeah, it is it is hundred percent when you agree with with me. You always go hundred percent, hundred percent, and and I say it all the time now exclusively because of you. Anyway, Gavin, let's yeah. get to a call. We 100%, have a let's delightful 100%. call. 100%. <laughs> 100% on this call. Are you ready for this fan? Yes. Huh? Uh, okay. 100, 100, here we go.
0: 100 emoji, underlined, stencil font. Hey, Gavin, this is Luke, and I'm calling to wish you a
3: happy one-year anniversary. I am leaving the South Carolina Realtors Hospital Conference, and I was introduced to the SE lead last year, whenever you guys were apart of our conference last year and I love the show and I downloaded a few in the parking garage before I left Columbia last year. And I've been listening uh, to a lead for one year now. So thank you guys so much for all that you do. It is super informative to help me understand what's going on uh, legislatively in South Carolina. Uh, it's been really helpful. So keep up the great work. I appreciate it. I enjoy the show. Uh, thank you guys so much and happy anniversary.
0: Luke, thank you for the shout out um, and happy anniversary. We appreciate that. I uh, love that conference. I think Meg, friend of the pod, Meg Kennard was there as as well as, uh, podcast Insurrectionist Myron Schechter. Um, it's never not right st- what she's doing. She's <laughs> trying to steal this podcast. Now, I'm still <laughs> waiting on my free house. That was supposed to be an honorarium for, for that appearance. They're yes. still waiting. Yes. I know the rates have been what they are,
3: but uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> still they, waiting on.
3: What was promised was promised. And I just, I mean, Luke, we were just celebrating one year since the, the realtor talk. So. I mean I'm glad that this coincided yeah. anyway Gavin Yes there is There's- uh, much like this where where we didn't know about mm. Mm-hmm. This one-year anniversary yeah. until Luke called. Thank you for calling, Luke. There is another mystery that mystery. you need to get to the bottom There's a, of. Uh, yes. Mystery
0: is about a mystery abounds in Lead World these days, folks. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping this to myself, but I can't do it any longer. It's been heating away at me, busting at the seams. Uh, so you may, so <laughs> fine-tuned, fine-eared listeners might remember when I put out the. I'm, I casually mentioned that I didn't really have a butter dish <laughs> in my home. Not just that. And I wanna I, I
3: wanna I wanna get this right. I wanna get this right. <laughs> so he I'd doesn't the just not out. have a I would butter, leave dish. The
0: butter. You gotta keep the butter leaves. Out it out. Keep just it, leaves it out. Just leaves it out. so the rats could eat it. The no, rats could eat rats, it. All right. But if I did, they'd love the butter. <laughs> they'd be like, why? Why you put the butter in the dish now? I don't. It's a testament to my rat-free living. I am the rat. <laughs> uh-huh. so it's anyway. a test. It's proof, you know? So that so that got out. Folks, I guess, were rightfully disturbed. Whatever. It's your life, my life. My mm-hmm. good friend Joanna Davis, who I I went to college with we were roommates like my last year and a half of college she could easily tell you plenty of stories she is an astute listener now this is how we bond it's a one way relationship these days where she just listens to me on the pod she uh, doesn't have a podcast she doesn't she sent me this butter dish which was which was nice it's a little plastic number yes. she but, thoughtfully sent you a dish and, and then I was like I, I kind of figured it was her even though she didn't leave a note because um, I knew she listened but then Also, I received another butter dish in the mail. No note. It came from like a P.O. box in Oklahoma. So I'm assuming it came off of eBay. It's a wonderful butter dish. It's glass. They
3: they sent whoever did it, sent it around the country. So it was untraceable, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I think Oklahoma is a red
0: herring. It's not there. Who sent this? I would love to know who sent it. The Text us, 803-563-7169. Call us if you want to tell us what motivated you to do this. Was it the lack of sanitary food conditions in my DHEC C rating <laughs> for my kitchen? A minimum C rating, <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I appreciate everyone. Uh, I also need um, at least a thousand dollars. So if you guys need, if you could yes. Venmo me a thousand dollars now that we've already done the butter dish thing, that'd be great. I'm on the Venmo. Everyone I'd just love, chip in a thousand. Whoever
3: can send that in, <laughs> I get a cut. I get a percent of anything Gavin gets, it's, so I get twenty percent. So I mean, there's just so, so in much in, good
0: that you can do with that for the lead. Um, and if not, instead, you could always become a member for a few dollars a day. You could feed a Gavin, a yeah. podcast
3: host. Well, yeah, think about all the butter
0: I could be I, I go through at least a stick a week. I am a butter fiend. That's fine. That's good. That's, That's good. very good.
3: Um, and but- Gavin, do you know what I'm a fiend for? Right here at the very end of this, because mm. I know you have to go. I do. I'm a fiend for people going and filling out the lead survey at wow. South SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org/slash/lead/survey. Wow. Wow. Okay. We haven't gotten a lot. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> like we've got thousands of responses, okay? So I'm. This is, this is the light shaming, okay? Don't make me come to the top of the show, because I will make Gavin let me talk at the very top of the show and shame you. It's so terrible. please, please call in. It, it will take you, what, three minutes to do it, and it will help us exponentially. Yeah, we're not so, selling your uh, data.
0: It's all anonymous. We don't care. We've we already sold the data. Oh, right. We did. It's sold. Hence the butter dishes. That's why yeah. we need more money. <laughs> That's why Gavin's got a Hemi right now. Anyway, <laughs> Gavin, please say the outro. Go do your job give us wherever a, give that us a, may sh- take you. Give us a shout like Luke did, folks. You can call us at 803-563-7169. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening in Italy, please keep listening. I see we're going down the charts. We need you to keep clapping to keep Tinkerbell alive. Ciao, Bella. You can also stay today with the latest news on scTV.org and South Carolina Public Radio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. We love them. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Already pissed off. past I'm pissed.